big welcome today. Thank you, Jason Howes, uh, Director of Transformation at Commercial UK at Allianz. Thanks for joining us today, Jason. No problem, no problem. Nice to see you, Alistair. So today, what we want to be talking about is, is the impact of uh, digital transformation um, and the AI and uh, the likes of big data and what it's going to do to the insurance marketplace in the UK and what the particular impact that will have on the broking world. So um, if you don't mind just starting off, Jason, do you mind just giving us a quick introduction to what your role is and, and your background? My role is Director of uh, Transformation for Allianz UK uh, Commercial. Um, I took the role on sort of three years ago now as we embarked on our transformation journey uh, to make Allianz the number one insurer uh, in the commercial market in the UK. Um, prior to that, um, obviously many brokers will know me from my uh, my days in the regions where I worked in the sort of North London area and also in more recently in the Midlands and Southwest area, so Birmingham, Bristol. Cardiff uh, and others as well. So, um, so a very strong business background, um, and now obviously combining that with with my IT knowledge as well, um, and obviously data and uh, and AI now, which we're going to talk about today. Well, fingers crossed, you know a little bit about the subject we're hoping to cover off today. <laughs> so, uh, it certainly sounds like you've got the background there. So, um, look before we go into obviously the impact and, and what's happening in the insurance broking world, or sorry, in the insurance industry, should I say? Um, you know. There's a lot of talk around ChatGPT, uh, amongst other tools that are now becoming available, and uh, the potential impact of those. I mean, how do you see artificial intelligence and big data impacting the wider business community? Yeah, it's um, it's quite fascinating as a as a subject where well it, where it's just exploded over the uh, the last few months alone. I mean, it's been around for some time, um, which some people are always amazed of when you actually hear people talk, particularly people from the likes of Google and Amazon and places like that. Um, I mean, I heard a, a talk the other day from one of the sort of uh, chief uh, AI uh, persons from Google who was there in 2009, 2009 doing some fantastic um, sort of work in this space. But I think, yeah, the chat GPT is the one that's really thrown um, this out to the wider world. Um, I mean, I was looking, they, they've had an explosion of, in three months, they're now over 100 million users, I think, is the current um, standpoint, which is quite unbelievable from, from where they were. Um, and I just think that the power that this now creates in terms of knowledge and the access to knowledge is, is really turning things on its head. And I think people finally now can see the ability of AI and how it can help. Um, I think there's a lot of people as well that are concerned with what it could do as well. Alistair, I mean, um, you know, as with anything in the world, um, with technology enhancements, people get concerned and worried. Um, I'm sure we'll cover that today. But it's, yeah, it's got so much possibility and, um, you know, so, so, so many positives that it can bring to the world. And I'm quite excited to see what it can do for the insurance industry. And interesting enough, uh, when I was doing a bit of research for today's um, podcast, I was looking at Allianz's websites, particularly about what they've had to say about AI. And some of the uh, articles posted there date back to 2018, where I'm sure at that particular time, it seemed like something in the very distant future and, and very science fiction as such. But here we are five years later, and it's, and it's right here at our doorstep and, and starting to make a difference. 
Yeah, and I, I think the truth is people have been looking at this for some time. And I think, um, you know, the, I mean, there's many, many technological advantages, advances in the past that have, have fell by the wayside. I mean, you think everybody said that 3D was going to take off. It never really took off, did it? I mean, it's a prime example. And I think AI is one of those areas that people have talked about, like you say, for many years. Um, but actually, I think what we're now starting to see is people really understanding it and, and willing to take it more into the mainstream now. Um, with an element of we must be careful. Um, but Allianz has been in that space, Alistair, for a, for a few years. And, you know, uh, our Allianz X investment firm, um, an area of our business has been looking at various AI specialists during that time, as I know many others will, and, and just trying to work out exactly what positive impact this can have on our brokers, customers, and ultimately, you know, the journeys that everybody goes through with Allianz. Last year at our conference, um, you attended and uh, gave a, a cracking presentation on on some of the impact this is having in the market, and uh, still some of our broker partners talk about that now. Um, so maybe just for those listeners today, is how how exactly is AI changing um, the game of insurance? I mean, up to this point, okay. I mean, everybody's been trying to digitalize, okay. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's the you know the big insurers, um, you know, the, the ones that everybody names uh, that generally begin with A. Um, but you know, you add in Zurich RSA, or everybody's sort of been looking at digitalization and transformation over the last few years. Um, I think as far as AI is concerned, up until this point, people have been looking traditionally at how they take processes today and how you then code them so that you can digitalize them and you effectively just tell the computer to do X or Y. Okay. And that and that works really well. Okay. You can do some of that offshore as well. And there's some great knowledge. And we we have some great teams offshore in uh, in India who do some great stuff in this space as well. But the actual machine learning part and the ability that AI brings to it is that you don't need to code it anymore. Okay. So actually, instead of instead of having to constantly give it the answer, now it can go and look for the answer itself. And this is this is really exciting in in so many ways, because of course, you know, insurance is complicated. We all know that commercial insurance, particularly, um, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of different lenses to look at it through. Um, and I think when we were at your conference uh, and we were talking about data and AI, I think, you know, we were talking generically what it was doing across the whole world. Right. So you look at Netflix and you look, you know, at Apple, you look at Amazon and all these people um, that, you know, people would naturally say are at the forefront of this technology. I think now what you're seeing is that technology's coming further down the chain into other industries as well, such as the finance industry, banking, insurance, um, you know, and where it's really exciting is in areas such as sort of medical advances as well and, you know, engineering advances. Um, I mean, again, just this week, if you, there, I think there was some of the first surgeries done completely with machines learning off AI, um, you know, quite serious surgeries as well, which, you know, listening to some of the people who had the surgeries was quite fascinating in terms of their take on life. But, you know, I mean, you have, if you trust these methods and you trust um, these machines, then they do learn very quickly. And this is where, again, the excitement comes through in terms of how quickly you can change things. I mean, looking at the opportunities, I mean, if we bring this a little bit more locally and, and, and what it means for our listeners, what do you see the impact of what Allianz is trying to do, or even if you want to talk wider industry sort of things, to the UK broking market, particularly in that commercial space? So I think there is no question that insurers um, will, you know, along with brokers and customers, 
be going down an AI route in the future, whether that is next week, next year, um, you know, three years down the line. It is a natural progression of something that is going to come into the industry overall. And, and Allianz will be a key part of that, okay, as it as it drives for, you know, further digitalization and the ability to enhance customer and broker journeys. So that, that this is going to happen, right? I, I don't think anybody's suggesting that it's not now. Uh, whereas there might have been a question mark around it before, I think now it's a matter of when rather than if. So if you take that view on this, Alistair, I mean, effectively, then you've got to understand it, work with it, and see how it can really help the industry and, you know, in, in, an individual's win. Um, so, I mean, some of the, the basic you know, side of things where it, it can be really, really smart is, you know, on the underwriting side, you know, we all have policy wordings, you know, and, you know, in the past, you'd have people looking at policy wordings as a, as a prime example, where actually you can teach a machine to look up policy wordings, you can teach a machine to look up, you know, your authority levels, you know, your underwriting guides, um, and it can return much quicker answers than a human could as it as it went through the the data. Um, the key, key point in this, though, which I think many people sometimes miss is structured data, okay? Because the the crucial, and we talked about this at your conference in terms of crucial de- structured data versus unstructured data is the, is the means to actually being really successful here. So, and I, and I think many um, insurers, financial institutions are really trying to get their data into a place whereby it's structured, it's clean, and then you can actually use it. So that's the, that's really, really crucial because I think one of the big I think tests for the industry over the next few years is going to be how you take all of this unstructured data. So, and I'll give you an example, right? So many fantastic brokers out there in the UK, right? But pretty much every single one of them has their own quotation script, has their own quotation template, has their own renewal template, has their own um, compliant um, templates that they use to advise their clients on, right? All of that then is swilling around the industry at the moment in an unstructured manner. Because, you know, there is thousands of brokers and they all do things slightly differently. So if you can manage to standardize that data and get it into a format to use it, that's when it becomes really, really powerful. And that's probably the biggest challenge to insurers uh, over the next year or two to actually understand how you can how you can do that. Um, An interesting point on that, actually. So we were doing a presentation the other day to our partners around the quality of a presentation and the importance of getting that the information in front of underwriters so they can prioritise it and say, you know, that's the inquiry I'm going to spend my time on. Now, the kickback and, and the conversation was, you know what, a lot of people are now finding themselves in the commercial space using actress and actress presentations look very, very samey. Everybody's got the same type of presentation that's going to the market. And there's the argument that that in itself is is not making you stand out from the competition, whereas what you're saying is ultimately by getting this information shared in a standardized way enables you then to then extract the information that you need to make quicker underwriting decisions and ultimately process that faster. This is definitely a mindset shift, Alistair, right, for for brokers um, around information gathering, right? Um, And insurers are going on that journey as well. And, you know, again, historically in the past, people have talked about data enrichment providers um, to, to, you know, pulling data uh, from different places. But that that area has got so much more sophisticated as well, right? You've got now um, companies, I mean, you know, we we dealt with a company based out of Israel, uh, an insure tech company, who were looking at how you take photos on the web 
how you can scan those photos that are on the web linked to a particular company to actually drive data around what that company does without actually even having anything written down. So I'm going to give you an example. And I think this is, again, one we discussed last time. But, you know, if someone's a pub, right, then that's quite a generic example of they're a pub and they serve alcohol, right, and soft drinks and maybe some food, right? But what, what you can do in terms of pictures and scans and things like that, you can actually really understand, you know, have they got live music? Do they have a jukebox? Have they got table tennis table? Do they do karaoke? You know, all of these things actually. Is there a bouncer on the door? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even to the point of when they're opening hours, right? So, you know, in the past, you would be totally reliant on, say, a broker or customer to give you all of this information. Actually, this information now couldn't be scraped off the internet, can be scraped from social media sites, um, and is actually readily available, right? And people are people are looking at it. Um, and this is, the, you know, this is what I, when I talk about the race for, for big data and structured data, this is what I mean, because if, if, if you can get this data structured and you can get access to it, actually, you know, not gone are the days where you need to ask many, many people and brokers and everybody else for the data because that human interaction and that explanation that will in my view particularly in a commercial mid-market um broker um, environment that will never go away and that will always play a massively crucial part but it's going to change in the you know this whereas data before was only coming from the broker right and you know i've been working probably for too long like you alistair in terms of it was just we are totally reliant on the broker to give you all the data and many insurers used to ask many 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 questions to get to a point where they're comfortable to write the risk actually that's the element that can change a lot because you can get this data from loads of different sources now it's an interesting um sort of take on things when you when you will just effectively send a presentation and decision is made based on what has actually been sent in or what's being scraped from the internet and and you know i don't want to focus too much on the negatives but i i think it's important to probably put a bit of a balanced view on this because you know you've got a situation here where you know, there's no doubt it could provides a huge amount of potential in regards to improving the customer journey making better underwriting and claims decisions but what's your take on how important it is to get that right your balance that you talk about is definitely something that we all need to be aware of because i guess like all technology you know you have the ability to you utilize it in ways that can damage reputations can damage companies can damage individuals etc so you do have to be very careful with this which is why again you see many people talking about um how uh, ai need regulating how um, whether that be at country level or EU level or, you know, worldwide, it needs regulation to control it. Um, I wouldn't say that's any different to anything else, right? I mean, we have regulation for many things in the UK and that, you know, it works or doesn't in in, in some respects. And then you update the legislation to keep pace with, with, you know, advancements. So I think you just have to be really, really careful as these things develop at speed. I think the one, the reason why AI gets talked about negatively is because it does have the ability to learn so quickly, Alistair. And so if you've got something that is learning so quickly and you get the number of users like you've got on chat, GPT, et cetera, really, you know, millions of people teaching it every single day, it has the ability to go very wrong very quickly. And I suppose if you think about it in regards to what brokers see in the UK space at the moment is, and anything I could probably relate it to, which is always a hot topic, and you remember it from your regional days, but is flood modelling. You know, flood modelling comes in and 
and the flood modeling is probably the closest it comes to big data that's in their face at the moment and causing them frustrations. Now, we've all seen flood modeling for certain insurers that will say that this is subject to flood, but it's at the top of the road. And, you know, we've all heard that story. Um, and the fear is, is that there's going to be a lot more of this and then the computer is just going to simply say no. And do you know what? That whole people relationship, so that, that ultimately is driven good quality broken, good quality underwriting is going to be thrown to the, the side because the computer says no. I take the view very strongly, having worked at the front end for so many years, right, that this is not going to, you will not eliminate broker client relationships and that that will always be an enormous part of the insurance industry and be extremely important to a particularly a client but and an insurer as well uh, to do the transaction in the right way um, to suit the needs and wants of the people involved so ultimately ai big data you know enrichment all of these topics they they will help but they won't replace and i really feel strongly about that alistair because if you if you think of a client, a client needs to purchase insurance, right? If it's a mid-market client, there, there can be as much AI and as much, you know, digitalization of that process as possible to help that, you know, gather that data, make it as seamless as possible. But ultimately, if you speak to most clients, which I interact with many, they still want to know who they contact at their time of need, that they've got all their policy um, uh, sort of sums insured and everything correct. You know, if they have questions, how do they how do they answer those questions? Will they will they just look at a screen and ask Chat GPT and then take that, that as the as the the firm answer? The answer is no. Um, it's so far away because people like the human interaction and the human touch, which ultimately gives them comfort in what they're buying here. And, and let's not forget in the commercial world, this is people's livelihoods. This is people, how they provide for their families, right? And so, you know, actually just trusting a, an AI model, I think is a long, 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 long way away if it will ever ha actually happen. Um, but I do think that if you overlay the personal touch the broker touch with the customer with and then into the insurer with AI and you augment a number of areas to actually make it all a lot less painful, it will massively improve the brand of the insurance industry, which is, you know, what I think all of us are hoping for as we, you know, I mean, we always fall slightly behind the banking sector and, it, and insurance is always feels as though it's catching up. And I think there's a good chance that this will help us speed up to catch the banking sector. So in a, in, a, in a way, what you think it will do is, is you know, and trust is, a, is an, a, an interesting subject when it comes to the, the general public's view of the insurance industry. But you think this will actually help to improve things with what better decision making, more consistent decision making and ultimately the right claims outcomes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, faster as well. I think that's really crucial, right? Faster outcomes. So you touched on um, claims there. Alison, I think, you know, we haven't talked about that a great deal so far because we've probably focused in quite a lot on the underwriting side and, you know, whether that be renewals, midterm adjustments, new business. But from a claims point of view, OK, the you know, we've been talking for many years as an industry. How do we how do you fast track, you know, straight throughput processing of claims to enable it to be less of a pain point for bro both brokers and customers right and you know every every single year you will know that there is lots and lots of research around the great claims experiences that people have which they do and also the 
the poorer ones where they where people struggle. Um, and it, I think you can really streamline this, particularly with smaller claims, particularly where you don't have to touch the claim anywhere near as many times as you did before. And sometimes not at all, right, in terms of granting payment. And if, and if you can get the data through AI, AI machine learning, think about what I said earlier about photos. You know, you think about how easy it will be to scrape photos of cars in the future to assess damage on cars. This This stuff is no longer years ahead in the future is actually here now um i mean we've got you know we can see data you can actually you know look at photos and you can have photos you know being scraped for information you know real time now and so this is all just bringing all of these items together really and then making sure that you put them in the right order for for the good of the broker and customer i mean i'll come on to a good story i heard from the us during the hurricane uh, in last year where they effectively, an insurer used aerial imagery to effectively assess um, damaged properties and, and, and make effectively assessments and judgments on those claims before the claims had actually even been notified to the insurer, which is, is, is a phenomenal thing that's happened and clearly is, is a good evidence of where it's been used to ultimately help the consumer. So in those circumstances, I'm sure interim payments were made quicker. People were able to get back on their feet um, and probably taking a lot of that doubt away, which at the time of you know a, a life-changing event um, is it, going to be very warmly received. And I mean, what you're talking about there is flipping things on its head again in terms of how we did things in the past versus what opportunities exist in the future. Because again, if you just look at water damage claims, which are you know huge, huge impact on the industry, customers, on their businesses, um, and actually now the technology is there to actually stop a water leak or notify people that there is a water leak problem before it occurs. You know, that technology is live, it's kicking, you know, people can put put these um, devices in. Um, and then, you know, on your phone, you get notified there's a problem, you can be at the premises within five minutes, you know, instead of waiting overnight, you turn up the next day, and you know, you're five foot underwater. So there are all of these technology advances, which, you know, going to our point earlier, some you know, concern people. There's some fantastic technology coming through, which will really help people. and means that people don't have business interruption claims anywhere near to the state that they used to, right? Which is a real positive for a business because, you know, yes, the insurer will pay the claim and, you know, will put them back to where they were prior to the claim. But it's still an interruption to their business, which is both upsetting and, you know, detrimental to them. I can't remember the stats. We saw the stats the other day about what percentage of businesses that had a large loss, which fundamentally stopped them from trading, survived after 24 months. And that, you know, the number was alarming about how many of those businesses go under. So yeah, it's a huge, huge um, step forward. And we just go back to the, like the underwriting side of things, Jason, if you, you know, you look at, you know, AI interfaces and the likes, I mean, so when it comes to getting um, quotations, do you see, you know, it's going to become a faceless um, quotation process for certain types of business. I mean, we've got e-trading already here, but is it going to take one step even further forward in that regard? Um, again, my, my opinion on this is no. I think what it will do is it will load all of the, if you like, the pressure and the, you know, what everybody wants to do and in terms of enrichment, AI, you know, um, sort of processing at the front end of the journey, right? So it, again, if you're trying to get your structured data together, you've got to try and do it as early as possible, right? So you, you know, and this is an industry-wide challenge, but things like OCR technology, which we haven't touched on yet today, um, you know, where, where you're scraping the data out of, the, you know, these unstructured um, 
forms and then bringing them into a structured manner. If you can do that early on in the journey, then what that then leaves the underwriters and the brokers uh, to do, along with customers as well, where you have those tripartite um, arrangements, is that you can trade it. And focus on the story, yeah. focus on the detail. Yeah. Focus on it and the relationship and the, you know, what's good for the broker, what's good for the client. You're not actually getting caught up in this huge amount of administration tasks and activity, which, which again, is an industry-wide problem, right? It's not, you know, Alliance isn't... Um, on its own in this it's a challenge for everybody where you've got legacy systems you've got computer systems from mergers over the years you know you've got multiple back ends multiple front ends and and ultimately many many people have been wrestling with this for years and now's the time where you can start to see this really starting to be helped to be solved through technology if we just sort of shift this a little bit in regards to the impact on the cons on the consumer and the clients here um you know, one of the big things which are the GDPR legislation is, is, is when decisions are made by AI um, or machines, that they have the right to understand why that decision was made um, and, and, and the methodology for doing so. Um, now, that's going to take things into a completely different space in regards to educating the claims handlers, the underwriters, in regards to what the decision making is and sharing that level of information as opposed to just simply giving it a, a computer says no answer. So yeah. how do you see that being rolled out in a business such as Allianz? This for me is a really interesting area because you, you, if you just, whether it be underwriting or claims, you get to a, a place whereby actually through data that is available just in the ether, on the internet, social media, et cetera, it creates an ability to for one party to have a lot more knowledge than the other one potentially and that therefore this is where your relationship then comes in in terms of whether that be you're a distribution partner or broker to client um so and and this is where it becomes really crucial to have a dialogue because if if there and sometimes it will be negative of course and that's where people would probably focus and say you know oh, there's a negative piece of data or information here it's either right or wrong and we need to challenge it etc etc which is fine but also it could be really positive so, and if you just actually, depending on where you focus this, right, but it might be that something a client didn't tell an insurer, an insurer was able to get that data and, you know, really improve upon whether it be pricing or its terms and conditions, you know, that, that should be seen as a real positive as well. So there's a couple of sides to this. I mean, you obviously mentioned about the GDPR side. I mean, having these data discussions and the ability for claims handlers and underwriters to then start to interact with brokers it's an interaction but just in a different way to what they've probably been used to in the past so you know if you get that request and you need to in you know engage on a basis of data then that's something that people will have to do in the future um and and if you'd have said you'd be doing this 10 years ago it would have been quite an interesting conversation right because uh, people probably probably would have said that we're mad um, but this just shows you how these advance, advancements come. But it's just a different interaction, Alistair, than, than would be used to, but shouldn't be something that anyone's afraid of. Yeah, interesting enough, I, I remember back in uh, the days when I was a claims handler and uh, we're dealing with a system called Colossus, which worked out the personal injury settlements. Um, and there was always the question from solicitors is, you know, what's your what's your Colossus range and the rest of it. But yeah. we never provided the information behind it and never had it. But then again, we weren't under the same regulations we are now. So 
um, it's not like it's new. It's been around for a while in regards to the learning that we've had. It's just the speed, I suppose, is the critical piece, isn't it? It is. And it's also, I think the other big point on this is that there's a lot more data ready, readily available now than there ever was in the past, right? So, you know, whereas before, you know, if you go back five, seven, eight, nine years, you might have had, you know, enrichment of, you know, 10 data points that people were putting, you know, could be... HMRC, it could, you know, looking at tax records, it could be Experian, you might look at financial health check score. Now, you know, they're not just looking at financial health check score, you're looking at, you, you can look at all the directors, you can look at their backgrounds, you can look at social media posts, you can look at social media um, profiles, you can overlay that with photos, videos, you know, when you start to stack all these things up on top of each other, it creates a much clearer picture of data. And I think this is to your point, why, what makes people nervous, because, and th and that's why you, you're bound to get more questions on this as we, as we move forward and on, on what we've been talking about. Well, thanks, Jason. I think that uh, was a fascinating conversation. Um, and you know what, there's certainly a lot that I've learned from today's session. I mean, is there any sort of parting words, thoughts in regards to what you know the UK broking community should be doing in regards to um, how, AI, how AI is rolling out and, and, and the impact of the digitalization? In summary, I would say that you'll always hear lots of press about the negatives. And you'll always hear lots of things about you know, regulation, you have to be careful, which is absolutely right. But I'd also just really encourage people to, you know, engage on the positives that this is going to bring. You know, we talked earlier about these are medical advances and, you know, what it's going to do to, you know, financial sector overall in terms of positive impact for customers and brokers. And I think that, you know, as long as as long as we embrace this and it's dealt with in the right way and it's governed in the right way, um, which I think will all come and, you know, the right people and the right brains are around this. Um, I think from a broker point of view, then when you look at an insurance side of things, you you know, we should also view it in a positive light. OK, it should enable brokers to be more effective. It will enable insurers to be more effective and hopefully enable people to interact on the stuff that's important. Right. Which is actually looking after clients giving them the service that they want rather than doing administrative tasks. No, fantastic. Thanks once again, Jason. Absolute pleasure. Um, look forward to the next one, hopefully sometime in the near future. Thanks again. Cheers. Thanks, Alison.